Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights, and this week we're remembering the early internet. Well, look, let, let's establish our, age, our ages, and because um, I'm a bit older than you guys. Um, and, a bit older than most guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, the internet was definitely a thing that sort of snuck up and suddenly was somewhere and I didn't even know how to type before the internet came along. But when do you, hang on, but Fraser, wait, stop. Yeah. Because when uh, do you feel like you encountered the internet? I can, I can give you an almost yeah. a precise date. Go on. Okay. So if you think back to Lady Diana... Okay. Yeah, 1997. Yeah, she, she died, died she in August 1997. Now, I have to confess, I don't know the exact date, but what I do know is that the night before, I had my first ever encounter with the internet, which was, I was with some mates. I'd just come back from living from somewhere, I'm not sure, and um, Spain, I think. And um, I I was visiting some mates in southeast London, Beckenham, actually, just outside London. And they were telling me about this thing, the internet. And and so we they said, come and check it out. And we all went on this thing that was a chat room. I think it's probably the first. Yeah, I think it's the first. Old school. It was the first and last time I've ever been on one of those. And all I remember is we sat there, and I don't even know what people are talking about, but there's lots of Americans, and we sat there sort of thirty minutes having kind of discussion. Then I got bored and started. started Do you remember what it was about? I can't. I can't. I I can't because what I do remember is we got bored and suddenly started swearing and and um, insulting, trolling, trolling basically. So that is my first memory of. Well, not just my first memory. That is the first time I used the internet. Yeah. Well, Peter, what's your you now? You're one of these millennials aren't you whereas he's absolute so, total so, so you maintain I, I'm, <laughs> I'm cresting 40 so my my i i but my 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 dad was very into computers uh so I, there was always a computer there the first computer i remember was it was a spectrum which he must have bought mm. kind of the year it came out in nine in 83 i think sounds about right um so there's always been a computer in my life of one kind or another and uh so i my first experiences of the internet were before it what kind of really was the internet was things like AOL online and uh, CompuServe and these sort of these sort of slightly closed islands that that then joined up become the internet Mm. Um, so and that must have been when I was in my sort of uh, yeah 10 11 12 kind of uh, age so yeah, I remember these. So, hang on, but yeah, did your dad get connected? Yeah, we we had connection. I remember, uh, I remember for years using an old dial-up uh, dial-up modem. Can you put a, a year on this? I, I, it, if you were about ten, you're forty. Early nineties, I think. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Okay. Bloody hell. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty cutting edge of your dad, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's always been into his tech. So um, yeah, so I, I remember the, the sort of the soundtrack to my my youth, the nineties, kind of. Defined by the sound of a by the sound of a modem, yeah, by that sound. So yeah, what could you do on the internet in the early nineties? Out of interest, what, what could you? What things could you do? Could were there? Well, I we, we I used, we I used to play. I mean, this is let's just remind listeners that this is well before. Mm. Things like social media, hmm. well before you could, there's no hope of streaming a video. Hmm. You could just about download an image. You, you could download images, and it took a very long um, time. Yeah. And and you know, and and uh, you, but there was no, there was no like uh, Google even. Uh, no, I, I remember using things like Alta Vista to look stuff up. 
uh, for homework. And I, so I remember doing a bit of uh, re research on the internet, trying to find what, what information that was out there. And this I is early 90s? Were, this is early 90s. I remember there were some kind of open... There were definitely library-like resources where some mm. libraries had started putting some books. Well, I think it started primarily on, on, on as a, a kind of academic yeah. type thing, didn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, there were, there were chat rooms and there were news websites and um, there was email. I, mean, I, remember, I remember using email mm. mid-90s. Okay, because I didn't use email until February 98 because I remember I, had a hot, I opened up a Hotmail account. Mm. And also, I think rather sort of charmingly, um, I remember sending one of my first emails, and I put a date in the in in the in the body of the email. Like a letter. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. To exactly. whom it may concern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I uh, so for me, it was um, uh, university. So I, I got to university, and, it, and uh, give us a year. Oh, ninety-five. Okay, and, and uh, they were. Um, uh, you, you know, they, they, there were sort of classes how to use the internet, hmm. and uh, I went along to one of them and set a password, which then was my sort of password for everything for the for the next ten years. One, two, um, three, four, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't a million miles away from that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and and uh, that that was it really. And I remember reading. I read uh, this copy of Wired. Uh, remember, I think Wired yeah. is still going. It was like, like Tech Mag, of, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and and that was just before I got to university. And Wired was full of like, this is the revolution that's coming. Mm. We've got you know this thing called the internet, and here are some cool websites you can look at. Mm. And there were things like there was a website where you could put um, piercings on a person. Piercings, so you could like okay. put, uh, yeah. you know a kind of yeah. earring on them and, right. uh, and stuff. And that was the sort of fun. And and I did, but I was actually quite scared to use the internet for the first time because I felt like um, after my entirely private life, now things I was doing were going to uh, be on the internet and there would be mm. a sort of permanent record of mm. my activity. Mm, yeah. mm. Um, but anyway, I think what we want to talk about... Yeah, why about, do we want to talk yeah, about well, it? Well, the question, I mean, everyone's talking about this as being a, you know, a techn technological revolution. Yeah. And I don't think they're wrong. So I think we want to speculate about what future historians will say about the internet. Okay. And what, you know, what drove it? What are the significant moments and the significant people? And how will, how will, you know, they, what will they ascribe societal changes to the internet? You know, what, what will happen where they'll go, well, that's because the internet happened. I mean, in much the same way that we do about the industrial revolution or the agricultural revolution. Yeah. How will people, oh, wait, you know, it's quite possible. They'll go, oh, that remember that internet that people thought that was going to be big, but it turns out it wasn't. Fizzled know. out. Yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> laser sprogs came along. On, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's it, really. So what's our point of starting then? Um, well, I, I can give you a point of starting. Okay. Because I think it's interesting. To, I mean, I think what's interesting is how comparable other stuff is or not, like the Industrial Revolution, as you mentioned, other things. But my, that might not be the place to start. Um, but yeah, Nick. Well, I am going to start there. Okay. As boring and predictable as it is, let's start with the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Now, I this is purely my own kind of mapping of what happens. I think we've got four stages in mm. a kind of, in an industrial revolution mm. and, and by that i mean any revolution about the way that things are produced right the way that activity happens the way that value is created all of that i i think there's four stages right so i i'm going to go with um the first one being creation so this is the people who essentially invent the technologies mm. that you need for all of the other I just want to stop you for a sec because yeah. I think I want to reframe the discussion because I don't think we're talking about remembering the early internet. I think what we're really talking about is understanding the internet and, and, and its place in human history. 
Well, that's my uh, take I, on it. I, I think it, it may be the same thing because we, if you're if you want to talk about the industrial revolution, you yeah. have to look at the early industrial revolution. Yeah. And I mean, we are we're, we're talking about you know the impact it has on people's lives, and yeah. we just talked about that. You know, what impact did it have on our life? And um, uh, you you know, it's just the sum of all of those impacts, isn't it? So sure. I don't think I don't think this yeah, is, fair enough. Yeah, it's not. So, so, so I, I think you've got this creation phase where people are inventing the technologies and the concepts that you need for all of the other stuff to happen. Mm. But those people are not the same people as the people who are involved in stage two, which is, I think, is commercialization or productization, mm-hmm. where you have, um, where you have, you know, you actually start to change the way industry works. You look at this and you go, I can make money out of this, mm. and and that is two things really. First of all, it's um, uh, it's it's actually changing the way you produce things, and but it's also you know the creation of like a business to business element where you're making the thing into something you can sell. So um, you know first of all you've got people selling machines, uh, or, or or sorry you've got people kind of creating machines and using them. Oh this machine would work well on my farm, hmm. but then at some point you're getting people who are selling machines to other people so they can do. The same thing, and and you know, if you think about the way that the internet has evolved initially, you might have had people going, um, you know, this this looks like we could do business on the internet, and then other people going, we we could sell websites to people. Mm. So you've got that kind of support industry grows up, where mm. you know having a website becomes a key thing, um, and then you have um, innovation, right, which is where you create new markets, mm. and and then I think uh, what I call foundation. Where you're building a foundation for the ne- for the next revolution, you've kind of mined everything that that technology has for you. So if you think about the industrial revolution, wait, what I think, and maybe this, tell me, is this covered under foundation, or is this come at a later stage if we're only talking about the early bit? But what about where it just come becomes utterly infused right. into everything? I, I think that's the foundation phase, right, where okay. it's so prevalent that you know it, it just is part of life. Becomes the background, and you wouldn't be able to thing. function without it, actually. So yeah. let me let me talk you through the industrial revolution, and then we can start speculating about how people will analyse the the uh, you know the internet, mm. right? So first of all, creation. Now, and it's quite interesting if you look at the timelines, because the first steam sort of functioning steam engine was. I think uh, New Newcomen, seventeen twelve, right? Seventeen twelve, bloody mm. early, really. Mm. Mm. Not what really we immediately fine. associate with the no, Industrial you think Revolution. About yeah. the late eighteenth century. Yeah. Um, flying shuttle, which of course was a kind of weaving machine. Yeah. Seventeen thirty-three. Mm. Uh, spin it, the spinning Jenny Hargreaves, uh, seventeen sixty-four, and the and and then James Watt with his fancy updated steam engine, seventeen sixty-nine, mm. which. Of course, laid the foundation for all of the kind of the growth of the railways and all of, all of those kinds of things. So these so are that, our creators. These are the creators, and then I think the productization bit, the commercialization. Um, first, I mean, for about you know fifty years after the creation of the first sort of industrial steam engine, you know, people were just doing this in dribs and drabs. It wasn't mm. like an industrial revolution until you had um, Arkwright inventing the factory. In mm. about 1769, mm. so you've got, and at that point, it's like, well, actually, how can we, how can we turn this into something we can make money from? Invent a modern factory, you know, with with power transmission and, um, you know, all of the things that we associate people specialising, all of those things, um, and then, and then, of course, uh, you know, from that point onwards, it it becomes massive. So you've got the rise of uh, sort of, you know steam trains which become a which become a thing that you can suddenly uh pay to be on 
and then you have um you know actual societal changes people are moving to places where there's factories because they're getting paid more they're leaving the countryside moving to towns um by 1850 you've got your half of the people in britain are living in towns um it ma- massive changes at that you know after after all of that invention mm. this is a good idea you've suddenly got people really changing the way that production works so innovation yeah this is where people go uh look at this it's getting technology. quite involved but go on go no on. it's not really yeah, well, i it's mean quite straightforward look, and, and, and this is where people go right so we're doing what we used to do um better it's faster it's more efi- more effective and more efficient but now they're going right what other things can we do that we didn't used to do before and for example there are things like the railway industry yeah now you could say that is just you know horse and cart but faster but you've got also got things like the telegraph, mm-hmm. which is inconceivable. You couldn't have had that before the Industrial Revolution. You know, mm-hmm. the scale of production, things like being able to make wires that are really long. You couldn't have done that in, you know, someone's shed. It has to be, you've got to have the Industrial Revolution. Um, explosives, photography, there's loads of things that appear as industries that are, that are basically inconceivable um without uh you know mm-hmm. the kind of industrial revolution and then and then finally you've got um what i think the foundation elements which are effectively building the infrastructure for the next revolution which would be things like electricity so mm. you know once you've got the telegraph you go well you know what we could also do is start powering things down lines instead of just sort of talking down them yeah um so that's the now that's the so i reckon we've got this four stages we've got the we've got the the invention uh, the commercialization, um, the innovation, and the foundation. So, where are we in the in the internet? And you know, what are the key moments? Um, so, first of all, Peter, do you agree with? Yeah, did, I think do, that's a, that does that work for you? Yeah? I like the Nick Hare epoch model. Uh, okay. It's good. Um, I, 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 I think we can we can apply that to to the information revolution. And I think that yeah, it's interesting to see where people think we see it. I think I, I personally I think we're still we're we're kind of fairly early in the innovation stage. I think that all the early stuff has happened, all the basis for it. We've done all the initial creation. Um, uh, we've wait, Peter. What and what more do we need to invent though for the internet? Um, that, well, there's still there's still there's still a, so the the, Im, the impact to society thing is really just I think really only just beginning to shake out. So the 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 for example the the an innovation that's happened uh, is the social media right and mm. all the all the trappings of that um and there's a big sort of societal disquiet about the this this about this loss of privacy and mm. loss of control of your information so at the moment you've got the big the big companies harvesting and hoovering up all your data but i think i think that i think there'll be a, a sort of societal uh reaction to that and the next innovation will be will be social media equivalents or alternatives which are much more privacy focused and uh, new legislation to protect more data and things so we have so the gdpr is a good example um that that is a huge piece of legislation cross-cutting that as is a result of things like facebook and it, it, it feels a bit like the factory acts or something yes. you know which said you've got what you give you know, maximum time you can work per day is 10 hours yes or so stuff like it's that. sort of like yeah so they've, they've simulated it's 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 the innovation and the this uh, social sort of upheaval has created the driver to have legislation to improve the lives of people who are now sort of either sort of mm. suffering or 
potentially going to suffer at the hand of this because of this new thing. So uh, yeah, I think feel to me it feels like we we're very much in the sort of innovation stage. Hmm. Well, so well, I, I'm, but I'm well. I would argue that I think we're a bit further ahead than that. Well, look. So that being the case, can we just as you did with the industrial revolution to help guide us as to where we are? Can we pinpoint some of the things that you could say are the creation? Well, this and is the innovation, now, I think, and, and, and I think we, there's going to be some. Um, there's going to be a bit of. Uh, you know, interpretation about this because it's not sure. I'm not sure how much of this is invention and how much of this is commercialization. So I would say, you know, clearly none of this would have happened without ARPANET first, what? which was the late 1960s. Well, that was the US, um, you know, Department of Defense. Okay. We're talking about the physical network of the internet, yep. like the actual having computers connected to each other. Um, then you get a thing described as TCP/IP in the 1980s. Apparently, this is a some sort of internet protocol which standardizes how computers can talk to each other. I don't really understand it. Peter might be able to explain in a minute. But you you then have things like, and this is in the 1980s, um, use the UCL University College London, CERN, in Inria, Janet, lots of these sort of big academic or you know. Um, uh, yeah, but essentially academic and government institutions hmm. signing up to the idea that we can com- standardize the way computers talk to each other, okay. right? Yeah, and th- and they connect to each other. In about 1989, I was witness to the sending of an email. Hmm. We, I was went to a computing class hmm. uh, because I was at school, and they had a computing class, and we hmm. learned about databases and stuff. But we also were shown the internet and. Um, Mr. Butt, the computing teacher, unfortunate name, but he, mm. he uh, sent an email to like the University of Maryland and um, and, and, and we watched him do it. And, mm. and uh, I was duly astonished, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. someone in. So 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 we had all I think. And then, of course, you've got the World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, 1989. Yeah. The first browser appears the year after that. Do you know what the first browser was called? Mosaic. The World Wide Web. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what it was called. Because that was, people thought the the internet, the worldwide, you know, if you were going to look at things on the internet, that was the same as the World Wide Web. Well, I so still I think that, say, but I keep going. I'm not sure a significant invention has happened since then. But let me tell you about commercialization. So do you know what the first thing sold on the internet was and when? Have a guess. Um, it's going to be quite early. Let's say 19, nine, no, 1992. Right. And what do you think it was? <laughs> I don't, um, it was going to be something really geeky. I reckon it's probably something fairly mundane, like a second-hand car. No. It was 1972. But that's before the internet existed. No, it's not. Because remember, we've got the ARPANET. Yeah. Uh, okay, we don't have TCP IP. Yeah. Whatever that is, Peter will explain in a minute. But we do have we do have computers connected to each other in different universities, right? And they can and you can sort of send messages. Is it selling someone a spare modem or something? It's even better than that. It was marijuana. <laughs> the first thing sold on the internet was a small amount of marijuana. <laughs> students in Stanford sold some students in MIT Brilliant. a small amount of marijuana. Brilliant. Um, by, uh, in 1984, uh, Dr. Robert J- Jacobson invents the term e-commerce, right? So he's got a seeing oh, the wow. on the wall. In 84? Yeah. And then 1992, as far as I can tell, the first um, sort of company with a website is Bookstacks Unlimited in Cleveland. Oh, wow. 92, so it's quite, I mean, that to me feels surprisingly late, actually, in a way. Mm. Uh, and then you have Netmarket, uh, 1994, a CD by Mr. Sting was mm. sold mm. on August the 11th. This is what regarded as the first, like, actual commercial transaction mm. on the internet. Um, 
it was certainly wasn't streamed. It was nowhere near the no. bit rate that you could stream it. But he sold the CD. Um, then you have, um, right, in 95, the US National Science Foundation lifted what had previously been a prohibition on commercialising the internet. Cursed them. Mm. I wish they kept it. <laughs> um, and then in the same year, you get eBay founded, Amazon founded. You get radio on internet. <laughs> you get uh, and, and Wells Fargo offers internet banking, and it's an explosion. So at that point, that is, you know, and I think that you know, nineteen ninety nine, you've got Alibaba being founded. All of these things, actually, that none of which really were particularly successful for about you know five to ten years. So I, I, I and then I would say that we have had the innovation phase going for some time. And what new in what new industries can could you not have had before the internet? Well, email. Right. Mm. Um, but social networking, on demand transportation, Uber, things like that. Yeah. Being able to just, you know, yeah. Stream, um, streaming, streaming, streaming uh, online gaming. There's new industries that simply could, you could not have had an online game performing in the mm. way that it does without the Internet. So. So, well, I've perhaps uh, over to Peter to explain what TCP <laughs> is. But also, uh, then we can speculate about where we're going next. Yeah. Before you do, because uh, something, you know, uh, I'm not sure if we've quite established where we think we are at the moment yeah. in terms of the development of the internet. But one of the things that really strikes me when you're talking is you're talking about, oh, this happened in, you know, 84, this happened in 91, this happened even quite late up to 95, 96, 97. But I, I think back to what I was doing at, at that time, okay, None of it. I I didn't. I'd never even heard of the internet. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a thing. It just was simply not even present in my imagination, right? Um, and it, as I said, it was only in '97 then onwards it started to be a thing. That's right. Now, I think so, so, there's a thirty. Well, effectively, a thirty-year lead-in between you know the invention of the thing mm. and it impacting on people's lives. And that's exactly as I said. It's a similar mm. thing to the industrial exactly. Revolution. Is we? It's, it's just not there. It's not there. It's happening in the background. And then suddenly, you know, here we are in 2021. And well, we wouldn't be doing this, for example, because um, this obviously goes out on the internet. Yeah, and, and, and it's but just... also, I mean, think back to the last year. You know, like that would have been impossible to do a yeah. podcast yeah. during COVID and the lockdown. But, so it's uh, interesting. I feel like a little, you know, I feel like a, a little cork bobbing along in the ocean. Yeah, and not realizing I'm in an ocean and. I don't know. I don't think it's a very good analogy, but because <laughs> corks don't think. But you're all at sea, else. though. I'm all at sea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, we're getting close to. We've been going for a while, actually. We need to kind of move this somewhere. We were talking about. We we don't really want to talk about what ICP mm. is, whatever it was. No, um, I don't think I'll need to explain what TCP/IP is. I suggest you look it up on Wikipedia. It's an excellent page <laughs> describes yeah. in detail. Um, you don't know, do you? I do know. I do know. <laughs> I I know as well. So don't, don't yeah, tell yeah, me. Yeah, we, we won't tell what TCP/IP is. Right. Um, well, well, okay, well, it's some. Because now Nick no, throw, no. throw down a gauntlet, right? IP, the IP bit of That's the TCP/IP right. is the in in summary is how computers find and address each other on the internet. Oh, okay. And the TCP bit is once you have found the the thing you are trying to communicate with, how that communication is established and maintained. That's is right. That, it's like a chunk of data, isn't it? Where that structure of that data is predefined, and it says, right, first, it's like where where it's you a, are, where you're trying to get this. It's a standard. It's a standard protocol for arranging bits of information yeah. in a way that it'll get the packet there, and you'll you'll get a re- you'll get receipt, you'll get an acknowledgement that it either got there, or you'll get told what to re- retransmit. Yeah. Essentially, correct. Um, anyway, so <laughs> so I think it's I think it's worth I keen to give a bit of a shout out to the, there are a lot lots of really good YouTubers and um, uh, bloggers and podcasters who are sort of contemporary historians who are 
cover that in, in really great detail with extremely good research things of notable things over the last 20 30 years a couple of what come to mind are nostalgia nerd he's a british youtuber who uh, i love that guy he's great isn't he yeah. and he, he yeah so he he he's, he he will find something that's sort of interesting or been uh, notable and go into quite a lot of detail about why that thing happened and why that's important highly recommend uh, and then there's 8-Bit Guy, who's much more on the hardware side of things. But he, he sort of his thing is restoring uh, old computers. But he mm. he 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 he's got he, he's got a wide understanding of the sort of social impact of things as well. So those two together mm. are really good contemporary historians, and they'll they'll be excellent resources for future historians in mm. 100 years Point. time yeah. uh, who want to look back and get the detail on things. So Let's uh, link to them in the notes as well on the show notes. So we make sure... That yeah, we we'll get there. there. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, any, any others, Nick? You can think no, of? but I, I was just going to say that I think, you know, we, we, we've talked about that timeline of the, um, you know, of how, how industrial revolutions happen, and there's quite a long lag between the invention... And the and the and the kind of commercialization, and and I think we we probably all, all think about what historians will talk about as the effects. What are the main effects of the of the internet? You want to talk about that right now? Well, quick one. Let's do it quickly because you, need you to, know the, yeah. the industrial revolution. I don't know if you know this phrase. I don't know mm. if you're much of a history buff, but it had some significant uh, societal effects. Surely not. Um, now. Shift in employment is the first thing. So once you have people working out how to add value with the internet, you get people effectively shifting into industries that are that are. Yeah, yeah my job would not that. exist right. um, pre-internet. You know, your job I, being at the moment podcaster. Well, but making videos that yeah. go online—that's mainly what I do. Right. So I think broadcast main and sort of if you like broadcast and mainstream media is one of the industries that has been really demolished by the internet you know mm. that anyone can do it now for mm. example you. even yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know and then you think of things like travel agents the industry of knowledge storage you know being things like uh i mean you know you could say encyclopedias but also bookshops and things like that you know the idea of physical media video shops mm. physical media storing things which used to be an industry is no longer exists really mm. um you know, telecoms obviously radically changed from essentially phoning each other to, uh, you know, being a means to transmit any information. Mm. Um, cartography and mapping, the music industry, massive changes mm. in that. Um, uh, retail, I think we're at the beginning, really, of a kind of retail revolution. I mean, I think shops are dead. Yeah. What will town centre look like in shops? 50 years now, from now? When was right. the last time you went to a shop, apart from food shops, to buy things? You mm. Know? Mm. Um, and uh, things like, you know, the hotel and transport industry where, you know, we've moved to a market which is effectively online. Mm. So, you know, the market for hotels, which used to involve looking in a book, finding a hotel, phoning them up, is now you just browse and you have, you know, 50 hotels. Well, in, in, in addition to that, I think it's had extremely uh, deep-cutting changes to other traditional industries. So for just I'll pick one, manufacturing cars, for example. <clears throat> cars, Car manufacturing, uh, until before the internet, was quite globalised. You'd get steel made in one country being turned into parts in another country and then assembled into other parts in a third country mm. but the internet the, the 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 ability to send information and share information and to communicate in the way we do has allowed that to really explode and so cars were, were, were cars perhaps were made in one or two countries they're now made in hundreds of countries different parts come from mm. all over the place um parts can get 
used in multiple different cars. So the microchips that go in the computer of a car are common across hundreds of different types of car. Um, you, you, you means you can slice and optimize your supply chain much, much more finely than ever before. Mm. Yeah. And that, that that and that's just one example. I mean, cars that the same model applies to everything. You know, making bottled water and and making furniture. It's, it's all it's. It, the internet has allowed such it created a huge change in how manufacturing altogether yeah, yeah. works um we need we really need to stop pretty soon okay are, are we able to stop well i think I, we've touched on most of the key points so okay i've got i've got two questions go what happens next yes that's my first question and then i've got a more personal question what, what's happening next what are the big innovations well what's... i think i think people reg- are regarding artificial intelligence as probably the next great revolution the great mm. industrial revolution and and you you know that it really is uh you know impossible to imagine on the scale it is now the first artificial intelligence people were talk- have been talking about for nearly 100 years you know well even longer if if you think about um, you know, the kind of enabling concepts of sort of, you know, probability, belief, all of those things probably go back three or four hundred years. But um, but, you know, people are now it's actually possible to implement it. And, and it wouldn't be if it weren't for the fact that we have things like cloud computing and, um, you know, a bit and, uh, you know, big data. So so being able to get hold of lots of data and share lots of data, you know, you, the, the creation of data, um, which is now automatic, but you think about people's mobile phones, patterns of life, all of those things, um, you know, that's essential to be able to use um, to, or to train artificial intelligence in the way that we do. So I, I would say that's the coming revolution is, is getting artificial and the effects of that might be hugely profound. But I feel like we have got pretty much as far as we're going to go with the Internet. You know, I think we're in, if, if you take the Industrial Revolution as a mm. kind of uh, analogy, by the late 19th century, you know, the idea, all of the ideas of the Industrial Revolution, all of the standardization and the and the kind of you know, production line, all of these things have kind of been established. And, and people are talking about, well, you know, what are we going to do next? And in the case of... That in the case of industry, it's you know uh, telecoms and um, you know c- the communication revolution. In the case of the internet, I would argue it's it's uh, I, probably artificial intelligence. I think, Please, I think your... the internet still got a ways to go. I agree with you on artificial intelligence. I think that's probably the next big thing, and I th- I think that will you know I think it's been described as the last thing we'll ever invent. Um, but the uh, for better or for worse, but I think the internet still got some ways to go. Not least because there are some parts of the world which are still quite not connected so there's still a lot of people to connect um but also if you think day to day about your usage of the internet um it's still kind of desk bound uh, it's a, you have your mobile in your pocket but you still it's it's not ever present so i think that the next kind of enabling technology will be sort of smart wearables like uh, with you know overlay the data overlays in your internet glasses connected hoodies internet connected mm. hoodies yeah smart clothing and things which will maybe not maybe not optically and and maybe sort of subconsciously feed you information that help you navigate around the world or tell you or alert you to danger things like that just that just will come sort of become more in the fabric of your literally in the fabric of your clothes but the fabric of your life like all, so you'll be on you'll be in online in some way all the time yeah even yeah. during sleep yeah, yeah. It sounds horrible sounds, sounds like great. a black mirror style nightmare Sounds well, like it's, a, it's up to us. It's a though, brave to design, new world. Design it in such a way that it's not. Wow, there um, you are. 
What was your question? What's the other question? I don't right? think we've got time for it, and it takes us back a little bit. All right. I was going to so ask. We covered everything. Yeah, we have. I was going to ask like a moment where you realised things were different, kind of thing. Oh, well, I think Should that's we do not that? a bad question. Okay, so, um, and what made me think of that a little bit is when you were talking about, hey, you remember when we used to go and get books and things like that? I remember um, wanting to apply for be about ninety six, maybe. I wanted to go and work in Spain. Um, uh, and uh, I was a teacher at the time, and so I went to the library, and I got I, maybe yellow pages for Spain. Or I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> or but yell dot com as they became. <laughs> right. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And I looked up like schools in Spain um, from the library. I think I photocopied it, and I went through. And then I think I telephoned them. The ones I couldn't telephone that wasn't working. I was I wrote a letter to them. You know, that's what I did. Quite, they can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's quite a labor, laborious process. And clearly, it's, it's now it's very different. But anyway, what I wanted to ask is, have have you got a moment yeah, where do, you realise, yeah. wow, things are different? Yeah. And 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 again, just one example. I think I might have mentioned it before on the podcast. I remember about 10, 11 years ago, I was on a business trip. And I was going from Austria to Germany, Austria, and then Turkey. And in Austria, my... Um, and in Austria, my hotel room got broken into, a whole lot of stuff got stolen, um, amongst which was my Blackberry, okay, and I think my laptop as well. And suddenly I had to continue the rest of the business trip without these really yeah. means of communication. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. And in, and I think it made me realise just obviously how dependent I'd become. But also, clearly, business trips existed before the internet, but I was in an internet world without those things. Yeah. And it was really yeah, difficult. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well my, my example actually is very late. It was about 2010. Mm. And I was in uh, Falmouth with mm. some friends of mine. Um, and we decided to go down to the beach, mm. uh, play some guitar, listen to some music, drink some whiskey. So far, so analogue. Yeah, exactly. And we were about halfway to the beach before we realised that we were lost uh, uh, we had no idea how to manoeuvre through the back streets of Falmouth. And um, and my friend Lawrence had, uh, he had an Apple phone, mm. a smartphone. First time I'd really seen it in action because I'd been very dismissive up till then. And uh, and he got his smartphone out and worked out how to yeah. get to the beach. And yeah. of course, we, then we turned right when we would have turned left. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, you know, this is, that's unbelievable. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. like the, the we, we have not had to ask a local we can just look it up mm. there it is here's our directions to the beach incredible yeah 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 peter um so mine i i think it was 1997 when did google kind of launch yeah we about then I yeah think. i remember my math teacher mr maddox who was he was also kind of into computers and keen keen for us to get interested in computers uh he was very animated and excited about this new thing called google yeah. um and was telling us about it and I remember then starting whatever to happened to Google yeah I know it's just, it's just, yeah they just faded away didn't they like 25 years ago isn't it it's yeah. extraordinary um, and they uh, yeah so, so that, that re- instantly replaced using AltaVista and uh, tra- manually trawling for things in lists uh, and that just yeah, so that 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 was then oh, like oh yes okay now I can see how mm. this internet thing will become really useful for finding information yeah, rather yeah. than quite laborious and being like a bit of a digital library a bit of a pain but i've also got another one yeah uh, i can't there's not it's not an exact date it's sort of a period between 2005 and 2010 mm. when you uh, before that getting online was difficult it was kind of like you'd have if you weren't at home mm. you'd have to go to an internet cafe yeah or you'd have to Get go... Get a slip of paper. Yeah, you'd go to a hotel lobby or something. Yeah. Then 
Wi-Fi just started appearing everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also, when you went on holiday before then, it was very unlikely that the the place that you the holiday let or the hotel you were at, if it wasn't it wasn't Western Europe, mm. would have an internet connection. Mm. After that, you, you you kind of started to expect it. Yeah. You you know if you rented mm. the chalet in the, uh, the Alps. Yeah. You you would expect there to be broadband there and things. Yeah. So it's sort of that's when it's for me it started to really kind of spread into you can be connected now all the time. Not yeah. only can but expect and yeah. must yeah. because otherwise yeah. you could leave a bad, yeah. bad review can't. as well. Yeah. 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 Um brilliant. Okay, we'll stop there. Um as always, uh, I really enjoyed that by the way. It was a bit longer than I would fun. have liked, but I think it was a good one. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as always, thanks for listening. If you've got any thoughts or suggestions for topics, you can email us at podcast at com. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the podcast, Nick, uh, what should you do? Um, go on to the internet, yes. right? Type yeah. in www. <laughs> and, and smash that like button. Exactly that. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for listening. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick here and Peter Cockle of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.